The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Bully Ray, and I'm going to be joined today by my co-host, the world's strongest man and a two-time world heavyweight champion, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, on a false count anywhere Friday edition of the Busted Open podcast. Must listen, must listen, must listen. The NXT versus AEW conversation continues. We're going to get into the ratings a little bit. AEW may have won, but who truly won this week when it comes to that almighty number in the ratings? Lots of stuff to break down with NXT. Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Obviously, this one is coming to a head. Do you want to see it happen? Which side are you on? Is Adam Cole the biggest star in the Undisputed Era? Everybody's been talking about Cody Rhodes, and everybody's been talking about the Cody Rhodes promo, the passion, the emotion. Did Cody Rhodes' promo make you want to buy full gear? Did he sell you? Did he touch your heart? A lot of people say so. I want to get Mark Henry's take on the situation we got the war games coming up but do we also have the match beyond obviously in nxt we got the women's war games team Shayna baszler versus team rhea ripley but on the other side in aew cody mentioned the match beyond are we going to see the elite versus the inner circle in a war games-esque match beyond also I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Me and Mark Henry on the Busted Open podcast coming at you right now. I want to get into your thoughts on both shows this past Wednesday, AEW and NXT. I think we got to talk about the ratings also, Mark. I know we don't like to dive too deep, but there were some real interesting ratings that came out yesterday that I'm going to want to get your take on. Want to hear how you felt about the Cody promo, how you felt about the Jericho vignette. We got to get the nation ready for full gear, which is coming up on Saturday night live from Baltimore. We got SmackDown tonight. So much to cover. And as always, want to hear from the nation. You know, I had one guy hit me up on social media last night, Mark, who said, can't we just do a show where you and Mark Henry take phone calls from fans and we do a giant Q&A? Well, it's a false count anywhere Fridays, so why the hell not? 877-344. Exactly. 877-344-4893. 877-344-4893. If you have a uh, question 
for the world's strongest man. Or me, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, Mark, yeah, first things yeah. first. I remember when I did that promo, I was in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, sold out 20000 to the Raptors, <laughs> did about a half a million dollar house for the boys, and got everybody over. <laughs> Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Is that a real town. place? Hell I, I yeah. Say, I don't think I've ever been to, been to Sheboygan. I've never been to Sheboygan. What about Bangor, Maine? I have been to Bangor. All right, Sheboygan and Bangor. Big, big spots for the boys. Good hunting in those towns. <laughs> Big house. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So, Mark, uh, I just want to get a brief overview of how you felt this week. Did you get a chance to watch both shows? Did you get a chance to I watch did. Dynamite? And did you get a chance to watch NXT? I did. And I was super impressed with both shows. And it was hard for me to pick out one. I would call it, this is the first tie that I've seen uh, the way that it ended on both shows was spectacular. The way that it started with both shows was spectacular. The wrestling and, and, and one of my complaints was with AEW is they had exciting matches, but the structure was not fundamental. If you will, they had a more fundamental show. Like they stuck to the Wrestling 101, more than they have in the other shows that I've seen. And the girls on both shows, big props. Uh Big, Uh big props. All, like, I mean, the tags were spectacular. I actually like the, the women's tag on AEW as well as I've seen any match in a while because of the competition and let me define what I say competition is. When I say competition, I mean the women were not playing wrestling. They were out there on each other's neck and you could tell that they were trying to up each other. I don't want to come across as the one that looks the softest and it was impressive. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like the um, uh, I actually sent the message to um, our own Alex Mex and said, Alex, I know this is going to sound bad, but can you tell me what the name of the Japanese girl um, that was on the hillside? And of course, I didn't get a response because he don't like me. Uh, but Oof. the. The, the woman that was on the hillside with the white, with the um, dark inlay in her gear, uh, I, I'm sorry that I, I can't. I, this is a, a serious apology. Um, the girl that dresses uh, up as Freddie Mercury? No. This is a Japanese The other girl who girl. was just in, she, she was in a one piece? Yes. Spectacular worker. When I say spectacular, I mean she rivals any, like Victoria. So easy, smooth. I mean, everything she did, she made she made them look like a million bucks. And that's who I would want to wrestle with. I'm twice on Sunday. Spectacular match. And they should, I mean, if they don't have her on the main roster, they need to hire her. Somebody does. Like, she's super impressive. 
I, I will agree with you that the women's tag match this week on AEW was probably the best uh, women's match I've seen them have so far. I've kind of I've come on the show and said if there's one area that NXT is definitively beating AEW, it's in their women's division. But I thought AEW took a tremendous step forward with that women's tag match. Conversely, on the other side, the, the women had a great tag match. They did. Um, and and it, it seems like the women <clears throat> are heading into war games. Um, both shows, as you said, were really, really good. I agreed with you. It's a fun night of wrestling. Um but with this fun night of wrestling comes the competition, Mark. And with competition, you got these hard numbers. And it seems as if AEW, well, it doesn't seem as if it's the truth. AEW, quote unquote, won again with 822,000 viewers. And NXT had 813,000 viewers. Now, on the surface, it seems like AEW won this week. Do you believe that they truly truly won this week or is this week a lot more telling of what's going to be coming in the future with these ratings because the gap has been considerably closed i mean it it has been closed and but I, i look at it like this math does not lie and the numbers tell the story but there's a bigger picture the bigger picture is how many people are going to get introduced, one, and sustainability is the second one. You have to be able to have a long-term plan of who you're building in pro wrestling, and you have to have a strong idea of when you put them in the show because you want to be, you know, we always say, you want to be first or you want to be last. And how the middle of the show, which is really the meat and the bulk of the show, is very, very important that you put people in the right places. Because if you don't, they'll get lost in the shuffle. And AEW, I think the last two weeks, has fallen off of that area. Like... um, I, I, w- I want to see the young bucks in the middle now so they can give the, the the show more depth and introduce some new characters, which they've done, but not at the level that I want to see them. The WWE, the w, uh, NXT shows, uh, they're introducing new people, and some of which we've already seen. So that that tells a story in itself that they have an idea where they're going and who they're going to make major players. But I want to see NXT do the same thing, even though the NXT numbers are better. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I just want to get back to... Uh, AEW and that women's tag match because I know you were trying to put over the one girl in the match um, and I know you don't want to be disrespectful to her by not knowing her name. Her name is Emi Sakura and that's the girl, the lady who dress, uh, who, who looks like Freddie Mercury. She does the whole Freddie Mercury stick 
And she actually, you know, stamps her feet and claps her hands and does the we will rock you thing. So that's her name, Emmy Sakura. And Mark, she, I believe, is actually the woman who trained the champion right now, Rio. She either trained her or she was a major influence on Rio's career. Bully, you're going to say, Mark, you're full of shit. But I told my wife when we were watching, I was like, that girl, I guarantee you, trained a lot of the girls in Japan. I get, I promise you I told her that because I, I can see the textbook work that she does in her style. Every hold that she grabs, every time she touches you, she is the best female worker on that show. Like so, yeah. I, I, without, without rival, she's the best. And I would even go so far as to saying that the only person that I've seen have that kind of work style is Bailey. Like she can grapple with the best of them. And I I would pay money to see, I know they're on different shows, but man, I can imagine seeing her and Bailey touch. Ooh, it'd be magic. They're, well, they're the best that, workers to me. That is very high praise coming from Mark Henry for Emmy Sakura. And I believe we'll see Emmy and Rio lock it up at full gear and we'll be previewing full gear later on in the show. Mark, I want to get back to what we just heard, the way NXT went off the air with Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Before we get to that, we always talk about moments, moments in time. How did you feel about that moment when you had AJ Styles standing in the middle of the ring, throwing up the two sweet sign to Finn Balor, who was pointing the guns, a la the Bullet Club guns, straight at AJ? Did that resonate with you? Where do you think they're trying to go with this? It, it did. And and I'm thinking, are they joining together? Are they going to change? Are they going I, I I didn't know what to expect. And sometimes having a cliffhanger uh is 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 definitely necessary. And I think in that point it was a good place because it left it left you wanting more. We always talk about this as a wrestling 101. You go to a town, and it's somewhere that you don't always go. You leave them wanting more. You don't give them everything, and you tease something so that when you start that on sale for the next time you come, which will happen right before the main event, <laughs> then – they know that you're coming back and they go buy those tickets that night. That's the way you want it to go. And I think that's what we got on Wednesday. And and if you want people to buy tickets, so let me ask you a question, Mark, you as a fan, are you going to buy a ticket? If you think there's a chance that Finn Balor is going to join the OC and stand side by side with AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson. You bet your sweet ass I am because now you got two bona fide stars, Finn and AJ. You'd have to look long and hard to find any program that has that much star power because both of those guys are WrestleMania guys and they can also go 20, 30, 40 minutes any night of the week against anybody and you'll be invested so now you got a crew a faction if you will that basically is a really a 
Japan. It started in Japan, which yep. is now coming over here. What about you say, you know what, I'm going to introduce some of the guys that I was with. You, you thinking, oh, man, one of the guys from Japan that was in a Bullet Club might show up. You, you're thinking a reunion of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club could be the new NWO. If you put it back together the way that is it was originally formed and you get all the the right way, you got to put it back together the right way. And if you do that now, you own wrestling, you own it because where else is there another faction that's that's that polarizing? I'll wait. There isn't one. And uh, I mean, we had the shield back in the day that was uh, just polarizing. Now Jericho is creating something, but he's creating it. This is already created. This is already established. All of these people already have storylines. So that that would make them right away, boom, the number one faction in wrestling. Gotcha. Adam Cole came in and took that moment away from us, and we went off with Cole um uh, standing in the middle of the ring. When you think about the Undisputed Era, Mark, obviously Cole wants to put the Undisputed Era on the map. He wants uh, to. He wants them to be the premier group in NXT, and I do think that they are the premier group in NXT. However, I get a weird feeling when I see the Undisputed Era together, when I see the four of them. I feel like I'm watching Adam Cole and his backup band. That's exactly what it is. It just seems like Adam Cole is just light years ahead of Roderick and Bobby Fish. And uh, I'm I'm sorry, I don't remember the the last brother's name. Um, It it just seems like he's truly standing out. I mean, obviously, they got him, you know, wrestling Seth Rollins. They got him wrestling uh, Daniel Bryan. But it's not just that. He has a certain look and charisma. They're all the same size. I mean, none of these guys have been blessed with tremendous size, but they've been blessed with tremendous skill. But for some reason, Adam Cole sticks out more. So do you look at the Undisputed Era as the premier faction in NXT, or do you look at it as more like Adam Cole and his guys backing him up? That's exactly what I see. And the the way that you remedy that is if you have one of those guys going, hey, man, you've been putting work in the last couple of weeks. Undisputed Era is not just one guy. I'm going to go out here tonight and show you why Undisputed Era is the leading faction in the world of pro wrestling today and have him go out and do it. And then now you can say, you see that? And you can create a little animosity in the group. And you now you build another underlying story inside of something that's already successful. They have to find a way to get those other guys over. I mean, I totally agree. Even the other night when um, we saw the OC, I think it was on, I think it was on, it was on Raw SmackDown. So there's so many shows. Sometimes they run together, but I remember the Undisputed Era getting into it with AJ and the OC at ringside, and it was basically a beatdown. But in the middle of that beatdown, Cole got in a super kick on AJ Styles. Boom! That moment stuck out to me. It's as it's as if they are definitively saying we're trying to feature Cole, and I'm just hoping that this doesn't come back to bite them in the ass because. 
They've put so much time and effort into the undisputed era. But when I look at that, it seems like Cole is just moving forward so much. And he really is the star in my eyes. You know, also, another thing that was kind of downplaying was when the invasion was going on and you had the undisputed era at ringside getting involved, and now you see Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. No disrespectful to them, but uh, you might need to bring Rusev. You might need to bring somebody else that has been at the top of the card lately. Zack Ryder's been at the top of the card before. So has Kurt Hawkins when they were in attack. But currently, they were not at the top. So it it looked like you were sending the the B-level out to defend rather than the A level to out to defend. And, and that gives a bad look on undisputed error. Like you getting run off by Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So you think more value, like make me more valuable. If I get my ass kicked, I want to get my ass kicked by the, by the Dudleys. I don't want to get my ass kicked by one of the uh, enhancement tags. Like it's not it's not the same thing. You are a thousand percent right because that is where perception becomes reality. We got the undisputed era showing up on one of the uh, on Monday Night Raw flagship show. Flagship show. Uh, the the balls. Show. The or, the audacity of these younger guys on NXT to storm Monday Night Raw and jump the rails. Oh, my God, it's on. It's going to be another invasion angle. And then we send out Ryder and Hawkins. And as you said, we're not talking crap about Ryder and Hawkins. No, they good. The we, we love the brothers, blah, blah, blah. But the way they're presented, they are presented in a way where they're kind of towards the bottom of the card, and thus you make the undisputed era not look as important. I want the cavalry. If I'm raw, Mark, if that's me and you and we saw somebody jump the rails, it's on. Oh, shit. L- listen, what should have happened is Ryder and Hawkins come down and they confront them. They get into it. Bang, bang, bang. Undisputed era. Whoop they ass. Yep. Now you bring another level of guy down and they're going bang bang toe to toe and then you have a big pull apart and then they go off the air and you don't get to see what happens it's like how you layer and the one thing that i learned from vince and i think that people underestimate vince sticks to the program and sometimes people get hurt and you have to deviate from the program but for the most part when he gets his mind set on something he gets that done before he goes to something new. And that's not what's going on right now. I think so many people have criticized Vince that other people are putting that. I don't see Vince's, uh, his, his style on pro wrestling right now as it relates to Raw and SmackDown and NXT. I, I, I want to see, like, I, I still believe. I still love the old school method of getting people over. I love the old school method of keeping people over. And that's the science of pro wrestling, which we've had the fortune of being around the best coaches, the best producers, the best trainers ever. 
that needs to be brought back to the forefront. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I enjoyed, uh, there were so many things that Cody said within that promo that uh, really resonated on so many levels. Mark, I want to take three words, and I want to get your take on it. Undesirable to undeniable. You were there with Cody in the WWE. Was Cody Rhodes or Stardust really that desirable in the wwe was he not or was he was he desirable yes he was in the in, I, the, in the eyes of the office and i no, not in the eyes of the office he was another player mm-hmm. and i thought that he was better than what he was represented but he took everything that he got and he ran with it and had success and that's the mark of a talented guy now, the guy that he is now, he was not there because he wasn't allowed to be. They they had a guy. His name was Chris Jericho. That was that guy. So now he gets to live his dream and be who he rightfully wants to be. What you saw was a manifestation of a guy getting out of the shadow of his father and being the guy that he became, you said, does he, is, is he comfortable with being in the shadow? Right. Is that how you phrased it? No, I, you can when we were talking about Cody's promo that immediately you brought up Dusty's name. And what I was saying is, is it, even though it's a compliment, isn't this exactly what Cody is trying to get away from? We refer to Dusty simply as, Dusty. And this is why Cody refers to himself as simply as Cody. I think Cody wants to be his own name. I don't think I don't think Cody wants Dusty's name brought up anymore because it's entirely too giant of a shadow. Not that he doesn't want it brought up out of disrespect. It's just like, damn it. I'm working too freaking hard to do something that hasn't happened in the wrestling business probably since my dad so can we just talk about me and not my dad every single time i come up we spoke about him first we he led the conversation it is unfortunate if you can call it that that you have to follow greatness but you look at the nba and use this as an example. He's not his son, but LeBron James came after Magic. He came after Kobe. He came after Jordan. Is he them? Is he Michael Jordan? No. Is he Kobe? No. Is he as great? Yes. That is the ground that Cody is following. It just happens that the great was his father. 
which is makes it even much, just as much more an anomaly for it to happen. To see Cody rise to that level. Now you go to church. Yes. Cody took everybody to church. He got emotional when he mentioned his father, his brother, his mother, his wife. He brought reality into the emotion. It wasn't just that he he used un, unbelievable words to describe. It was the fact that he brought reality into his emotion. But he said, this is not about my father. This is about my mother and my wife and my sister. It almost felt like to me like enough about Dusty. Dusty's not with us anymore. This is about me and my mom and my wife and my sister. Listen, I'm I'm sure if we were talking to Cody right now, he would speak highly of his father, higher than any of us could. But my point is, it's so hard to get out of that shadow. Why? Why should he want to get out of the shadow? Because in In the shadow of greatness puts you in your greatness. Because in this, listen, Mark, how hard is it for Charlotte Flair to constantly have to answer questions about Rick despite her success? I mean, for Christ's sake, when they put up the graphic on SmackDown sometimes, it says Charlotte Flair, 10 times champion, uh, first woman to do this, and then daughter of Charlotte Flair, (coughs) a daughter of Ric Flair. Why is that important? Why do we have to keep bringing up Rick's name? Why can't we just let Charlotte be Charlotte? So that's kind of like my whole thing with Cody. Like, I feel like it, it, it's almost like, oh, my God, I created this company. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm giving people the best storytelling. Can we not compare everything I did to Dusty? That's, that, that's the only point I'm trying to make. That's why I said you're complimenting him by comparing it to Dusty. But I'm wondering if this is what Cody is trying to to get away from bully i'm gonna put it in i I always um try to reference things that i understand and talk about what i know and not what i'm what i heard my whole life i've competed against ghosts the people that were in the competition with me got their ass whooped multiple world champion in three different sports four different sports I've been national champion or better. I wasn't competing against the people at the meet. I was competing against myself, and I was competing against records. People that died that held those records before me. Every time that I beat or broke a record, they put me in the conversation with every man for the last 150 years that held that record before I broke it. Cody is spinning his wheels if he thinks that he's going to get out of the shadow of his father because he is great and his father was great and he is amongst greatness and he will never get away from it. Who's the number one power lifter that you ha- that you were compared to in your entire career? What's the one ghost name that you always had to hear? Anthony Clark. So... After a while, weren't you tired of hearing Anthony Clark's name, God rest his soul? You know what I was tired of? Not being number one. 
and it made me better. And the fact that I had somebody over my head that I had the eclipse, <laughs> it made going to practice fun for me. And when I did finally break that record, and now I'm the holder of the records, I'm the guy that everybody, the standard is set, then I won. So and you that's where Cody is. I want Cody to win. Keep you going. You wanted people to Go talk ahead. about Mark Henry being number one and not have to mention Anthony Clark's name You anymore. can mention them second. You can mention them second. Correct. That's and what that's what Cody, happened. That's what no, happened. This, this is what I think Cody's trying to do now. I think Cody now wants to be mentioned first. Yes, he it's, does. It's about Cody. And oh, by the way, if we bring up Dusty, that's fine too, because Dusty was so great at what he did. He was but good in his time. But right but now, it's, it's all about Cody Rowe. And that's where he's got to do that. He's got to do that. You have to establish. It's like, people talk about uh, Columbus. Columbus came and he discovered America. Columbus didn't come here and discovered America. There were <laughs> people didn't here find already. Shit. <laughs> he didn't find shit. You know what happened? He said that he did it. That's what it is. Cody has got to say what it is he means. And, Bully, you got my ass fired up, man. You need to cut it out. You're going to make me go out and get back in the ring. That's how I feel right now. I feel I want to prove it. And that's what Cody's doing. He's trying to prove it every night. He's got to do a thousand more promos to be considered the greatest. When you can mention Cody with Ric Flair, you can mention Cody with Kurt Angle, you can mention Cody with Hulk Hogan and The Rock and Cena. It, it, it could happen. It could happen. But he's got to do it a thousand more times. And you know what his advantage is? He's young. What? He's That's young. true. And he owns the company. Two unbelievable factors that have fallen in the line and fallen in line that could possibly make us in the next 10 years say, hey, man, that Cody Rhodes, when he cuts a promo, shoot, it ain't many like him. It was a couple of guys that could, you know, hang with him Ric Flair, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, now you somebody different. But he's got to establish that. It's not up to us. We could talk about it on the radio. We could watch it on TV. But at the end of the day, Cody's got to. He's got to. He's got to put the stab. He's got to stab the flag in that hill. Listen, I am glad that you're fired up. It's what I do. I'm ah. glad you want. <laughs> I'm glad you want to get back in the ring. I think you're fired up because deep down in your heart, you know that Anthony Clark was a better power lifter than you. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I thought that Anthony Clark was great. <laughs> and God rest his soul, he's not here no more. But uh, in my high school at the state tournament, he was handing out the awards. And I'm going to tell you about, you know me. I'm better when I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. And when I went to shake his hand and accept my award, he wouldn't look at me. And wow. I was like, Mr. Clark, like, uh, I'm, I'm Mark Henry. I'm trying to tell him who I am. And, you know, I, you motivated me to be a better lifter. And he couldn't have one fucking 
thought of goodness in what I was saying. He just thought that I was like trying to point, nah, 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 I broke your record. That's what was playing in his head, not in mine. You know me. My heart don't do that. So I was angry with him. And I made it my mission to prove to him who I was. And when I became a senior lifter, every time I saw him, he, he competed in other organizations because he didn't want to compete against me because he knew I would kick his ass. My numbers were way better at that point. Now I'm Superman, and he's another hero that's below Superman. He's like the Green and, Lantern. And not, not to mention, he lifted in organizations where they allowed you to take steroids, where they didn't drug test. I, was, I only competed in ones where they drug tested you, and then if you won, you were going to get drug tested again. <laughs> so I dare you to test me. And, and, and that is what Cody's going to have to fight for and struggle with is, yeah, there's greats. And you got to battle with greatness. But you got to be so obsessive that you don't see the competition, that you're only competing against records and dead people. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. You can't get kicked out of a cage, especially if that cage is called the War Games and NXT is building up to the first ever women's war games and I like where they're going so far. Alex Metz, help me out over here. Give me... Team Rhea Ripley so far. Who do we have on that side? Team Rhea Ripley is, of course, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and as we saw, join the fray on Wednesday night, Mia Yim. And then we also have Team, help me out here, Alex. Team Shayna Baszler. Shayna, my bad. Team Shayna Baszler, who is, uh, surprisingly enough, her two cohorts, the other two members of the four horsewomen, uh, will not be joining her in the cage. Shayna Baszler will be teaming with Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and a fourth member to be announced. And and this Mm. is what I want to ask your opinion on, Mark. Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, This fourth member, we saw Rhea Ripley basically tell Dakota Kai... Uh, on Wednesday, hey girl, you ain't got what it takes, it's just business, you're out, you're not on my team, and thus, she picked, um, uh, she picked, uh, Tegan Knox. Oh, no, no, not Tegan, she picked, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Mia Yim. She picked Mia Yim. Yes. Uh, thank you, Alex. Do you think that Shayna Baszler is gonna take Dakota Kai and put her in that spot? You think Dakota Kai's pissed off or not to jump over to the other side? Ah, uh, jeez. You know what? Well, imagine I, if I, you got kicked out. I, I, I would be I would be wanting to ruin. I would be I would put I would put vinegar in their Kool Aid. I would ruin it for them. I would <laughs> I would be remembered for. Hey, y'all remember that time they had that great party? Yeah, remember when Mark Henry put the vinegar in the Kool Aid? <laughs> Because that's exactly what I would do. I would screw their whole existence up. They wouldn't win if I had anything to do with it. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Dakota Kai to receipt Rhea Ripley. Rhea basically said, and Rhea wasn't a dick about it. It wasn't like she just blew her off. She was just like, 
Hey, girl, I got to go with Mia. She's uh, she 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 she's proven. Seems a little, you know, she proved herself. You know, no hard feelings. But maybe Dakota has some hard feelings about it, and thus is going to jump over to the other side because we don't know who the fourth member is of Shayna Baszler's team yet. Um, so I, I'm hoping it is Dakota Kai. Are you excited for this first ever women's war games in NXT? I am. I remember the first war games I saw at NXT, and it was very, very good. And it would be hard. I think it would be hard-pressed for them to go backwards, especially knowing the talent and um, who's all down there. They're, they're definitely going to make this happen, Bully. It's going to be something that we'll talk about uh, for weeks afterwards. With the with the work rate and the level of physicality the women have been bringing to the table in NXT, I know that those ladies are going to go out there and bust their ass to steal that show and prove that a, a match like the War Games is is worthy of having those women involved. Um, the War Games, when originally invented by Dusty Rhodes, was called War Games the match beyond WWE owns the, the rights to the title of war games. Right now, if, if my information is correct, Cody owns the name, the match beyond. Now I've seen many companies do matches. And I, this is like independent companies do matches where there were two cages side by side. Two rings, two cages. They never were allowed to advertise it as the War Games, but they gave it a different name, And but you still knew it was a War Games-type match. Cody, in his promo, referenced the match beyond, saying that when the Inner Circle and Cody and his crew eventually came head-to-head, it's going to be like the match beyond. Do you think AEW is going to give us a War Games-esque match with Team Jericho versus Team Cody and just call it the match beyond? Yes, I do. And it's just based off the conversation that we just had. It's about competition and competing. I want to show you that my way of doing it is better than your way. And it gives something to, to talk about. I mean, like, you, you have a reference point now. So the pressure's on. Who's going to do it the best? And, I, I, I mean, it's, he, he, he's the one that used those exact words. And it's, it, was, it was really cool that you pointed that out because uh, I didn't think about it until you said it, and I, then it popped me. I kind of said it like, <laughs> all right. And and I think that right now, um, and like I said, they listen to us. Everybody does. You can look at look at our ratings. People people know we exist. If they look at didn't their promos. know, <laughs> yeah. If they didn't know, they know now. I mean, Lagreca definitely got under Seth Rollins' skin. Not just his. David's got another <laughs> lot of people's skin. <laughs> Dave is very critical as well as he should be. He's he's a talk show host. And you have to be able to sometimes incite a riot to get a conversation going. 
I mean, it's better to have a, a, a riot and a conversation going than everybody not to talk at all and there'd be no resolution or there'd be nothing to solve. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.